And welcome back, folks, here to Sportsbox and yet another edition of Aftermath, where we talk and discuss the games that happened on this glorious Sunday of football. And obviously, week four is just about over. Obviously, we have our Monday night game where the Chargers take on the Las Vegas Raiders. But obviously, we're only talking about the Sunday slate of games. And, you know, we're going to start with the this is more of an uplifting, you know, uplifting podcast. I felt like the the last time I was a little too harsh on the New York sports teams. And I felt like I've been a little harsh on the Jets and the Giants recently. So I'm going to give them the love that they deserve because both of them came out with a win, both of them in overtime, and both of them scored 27 points in a win. <laughs> um, no, I mean, it, both New York teams, um, they look good. They look good. And I, I, I think the Giants looked a little better than the Jets. Um, and that is not to take away from Zach Wilson. I thought Zach Wilson played a hell of a game. Uh, honestly, by far his best game of the season so far. He threw for 297. Had um had one touchdown and had a, a passer rating of ninety seven point three. So, uh, overall, Zach Wilson looked great. The the Jets they 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 look good. I would say at the end this that game specifically they didn't have to go to overtime. I think the the play calling at the end cost them, but that was a game where they could have easily just won in regulation. But you know things happened. They still they still came away with the win. Um, and like I said, I was impressed with the Giants a lot. I, I think Daniel Jones, like he's continued this streak of just good quarterback play. Um, and you know, Saquon Barkley really had his coming out game, uh, today and not, not, not in the way that, oh, th this is the first time we're ever seen Saquon Barkley be really good. But this was the first time after the injury where I've really looked at Saquon Barkley and been like, yeah, he had a, he had a, he had a game. You know, and he's had glimpses here and there uh, for the past few weeks, but this was a complete game by Saquon Barkley. Um, but like I said, Daniel Jones has continued his streak to be a hell of a quarterback. Um, it's going to be a test next week. The Giants, you know, they obviously travel down to Texas to take on the three and one Dallas Cowboys. So it's going to be a test for the Giants and it's going to be a big one because obviously that's a division rival and, you know, you're, you're, you're sitting now at one and three. You want to get somewhere back in the NFC east for any sort of competition um and that's a game you want to try to win so big props to both new york teams for winning i, th I think you know much needed wins for both organizations um as it did not look good for the first three weeks uh for both teams but let's uh let's move on to the dallas cowboys because that to me i think the dallas cowboys were the biggest story um or one of the biggest stories i would say coming out of um coming out of all these Sunday games. I think them in Arizona were the two big teams that I could say really came out and made a statement. And obviously, th th this was a big, big game for the Cowboys. And you could say, well, yeah, it was the Carolina Panthers and maybe they hadn't played that tough competition. But, you know, th th there are plenty of people and even analysts that said, well, this Panthers team is legit. And not that they're legit, but, I mean, their defense was one of the best in the league. I mean, be coming into this game, they were first ranked in passing off, I mean, passing defense, uh, and also first in passing and ru rush defense. So this team was, I mean, especially their defense had been really good. Obviously, Sam Donald, uh, he, he started a hell of a season. Um, so this was a tough team that the Dallas Cowboys had to play today. And well, I'd say for the most part of the game, the Cowboys did their business. I mean, just looking at the stats right here, they ran for 245 rushing yards in total. Zeke had a 
insane game, 143 rushing yards, 20 carries, and a touchdown to go along with that. And then obviously Dak Prescott, he didn't have to do a lot. He he, he did not have to do a lot. I mean, he had four touchdowns, uh, four passing touchdowns, but only threw for 188 yards. He did not have to do much. Um, and I think that's what makes this Dallas team scary. Um, and I, we look at the team last year and we say, well, that was one of the best offenses we've seen, but they weren't dynamic. And I, I think what we're seeing with this Cowboys offense now is, well, Zeke's back and we have this tandem with Pollard that, you know, they can go, it's a one, two punch basically. And we know what Dak is capable of. We know what their receivers are. Obviously CD the past two weeks, maybe he hasn't got the love that he's, um, you know, needed, but I, it, time's going to come for CD. And, you know, Mark Cooper, he's a little banged up, still had a hell of a touchdown grab. So this team is a lot more dynamic, I would say, than last year, whereas, yes, this was, you know, statistically one of the best offenses, but really they didn't have that dynamic with Zeke kind of struggling. But now you can see with Zeke back, he's looking fluid. They're opening the gaps for him. And with the tandem, like I said, with Pollard, this offense is very dynamic and they could beat you in more than just one way. I mean, we, we've seen now the amount of weapons the Cowboys just have. Going into the season, we said, yeah, obviously the main guys are C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper. But now it's C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, you know, Cedric Wilson, who had a hell of a game. Dalton Schultz, who's really come, you know, come out in his third year. Uh, Blake Jarwin, you know, th th they have all these weapons. And it just seems like this is a re recipe for success. Um but I, but I think the biggest thing we learned is Trevon Diggs is a dog. Um, I, it is crazy. He is in a, he is that dude. Trayvon Diggs is that dude, and you know, <laughs> I, I I he just keeps getting better. <laughs> you know, he keeps getting better. There was a lot of a lot of pressure going on to, into him uh, this season. Obviously, you know, the second year corner out of Alabama. There's a lot of pressure. I mean, people are high expectations and he has done nothing but lived up to those expectations through the first four weeks of this NFL season. Uh, he has five interceptions in these four games um, and seven interceptions in his past nine games. And it's not like you, you, you can look at these interceptions and say, well, these are lucky interceptions. Trevon Diggs is creating these interceptions. I mean, his second interception today you don't see a lot of corners in the NFL make that type of play. I mean, he made a play on the ball that not every corner is going to make. So it, with the offense being very dynamic, like I just explained, and this defense finally having an identity, it's it's a scary sight for a lot of these NFC teams. Obviously, it's a long season ahead and many things can happen. But from the first four weeks we've seen from this defense is a complete renovation. And it, it it's an excellent renovation um like i said trevon diggs has been that dude the whole front seven for the cowboys has been extremely good so right now they look like they're going to dominate the nfc east for for the time being for the time being um moving on to not a a, a positive topic i mean obviously you know the, the green bay packers they came away with the win a fantastic win at home but i think the big storyline coming out of that game was well ben roethlisberger you know, I I think that you know I, when when the when the Steelers started the season last year eleven and zero and everyone was going crazy. I think people they kind of overlooked Big Ben's injuries and you know what he's kind of gone through and said, well, you know that the, the team's running really well. He doesn't have to do much. The defense is playing spectacular. But I think. 
that has sort of slowed down this year and especially in the past few weeks. I mean, anybody in their, you know, that anybody can see that Big Ben is clearly struggling. He is clearly struggling. And and I it, I have to say it's probably the elbow injury. There's no way he's, you know, I, there's no way that the elbow doesn't have an effect because it doesn't look like he it doesn't look comfortable for him to throw a deep ball at all. And I just, I don't know how much longer for the Steelers can look at this and say, yeah, we want that as our quarterback. You know, I, I just, I, I can't see how within the next few weeks, they don't make a change. I, I And I, I mean, I feel for Steelers fans, but they're going to run this team into the ground. They're going to run these young players into the ground. One, I don't really see a true number one on this team. Chase Claypool, he's good. Juju Smith, he's good. But there's not a guy that I'm saying that's a number one. And then Najee Harris, I mean, in every game so far this season, he's played 95% plus or more snaps in every single game. They're going to run this guy into the ground if they don't start playing smart football. I don't know what this offense is capable of, and I I just don't know what more they can do right now because they look very, very stagnant and there's nothing dynamic about them. And then as good as they as many great defensive players as they have, like Minka Fitzpatrick, TJ Watt, Cam Hayward, these dudes are on the field for 90% of the game. So they they can't expect to be a top-tier defense when you're playing every game. When you're on the field for about 45 minutes out of a 60-minute game every single week, you just can't expect a defense to perform at the highest level. So I do have a lot of concerns about the Pittsburgh Steelers and especially Ben Roethlisberger. I I, I think sooner or later you got to make a change. And whether that play Haskins or you play or you play um, Mason Rudolph, you you got to make a change because. I hate to say it, you're not winning the division this year. I mean, it's it's clear that the Ravens, obviously, they had a hell of a game uh, at the mile high where they beat the Denver Broncos. And then you got the Cleveland Browns looking like one of the best teams in the AFC. And you have the Bengals looking pretty competitive. So I just don't see a chance of winning this division. And if you're not winning this division in a very going to be competitive division out of those three teams, you're not making the playoffs. So you're not losing much right now because you're sitting at one and three, one of the worst teams in the AFC, I would say. I don't see what, how it could, couldn't get worse with maybe you playing Mason Rudolph or maybe you play Dwayne Haskins. That's just my two cents. I, I don't think it's going to get better for the Pittsburgh Steelers so far. I think they have a fantastic defense, but like I said, this defense can't expect to be on the field day in. I mean drive in and drive out and perform at the highest level every single time that's that that cannot happen that's not going to happen and we've already seen it in these past few weeks especially versus green bay you know they look good in the beginning but after you know you know the first quarter when they've been on the the field for the whole time well simply they can't stop a quarterback (laughs) but I give a lot of praise like i said to the green bay packers for really bouncing back in the past few weeks um obviously tom brady you know, it was a big storyline going into this weekend. He find, he gets his win in Foxborough, and so he is officially the fourth quarterback in, in all of the NFL to beat all 32 teams. Um, 
but I, I, to me, I think the player of the game was Mac Jones. <laughs> I don't. I, I think Brady played well. I think he played a, a, a Brady s game. But Mac Jones, man, I, I, I don't know what it is about Mac Jones because I could have sworn maybe last week when they played the Saints, he, he looked awful. And in a primetime game like this, and probably the biggest game of the year so far, or if not going to be the biggest game, just because of all the storylines that head into this game, he goes out and throws 275 yards, two touchdowns, and has a, 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 a very, very good completion percentage. I, I don't get Mac Jones, and I get it, he's a rookie, but to me, he already looks like the best rookie quarterback. He does. You know, Fields looks all right. Trevor Lawrence, he looks all right. But I don't think any of these guys would have gone in this game with this type of pressure as a young rookie quarterback and done anywhere close to what Mac Jones did. So I give a lot and a lot of praise to Mac Jones because I think it was a hell of a game. I don't really care about the result if I'm Mac Jones. I say... You know, you're you're a young player. You take this as a moral victory. You take this as a moral victory. No one even gave you a shot. Hell, I didn't give you. I didn't give the Patriots a shot. And the fact that they only lost by two says a lot. Says a lot. Um, Tampa Bay, they look good, but I, I I do have concerns about their secondary. And I know I've, I've mentioned it a few times in other podcasts, but I do think this secondary down the line when it becomes those December games, when it gets into the playoffs, especially if you're not playing in those cold atmospheres, that is going to be a factor. That is going to be a factor. And especially with the top teams we see in the NFC right now. Um, I don't want to flop, but I think the Cowboys are a top team. You you still have the Rams, you have the Cardinals. Um, I mean, those three teams alone, they can kill you in the passing game. So I, I, I do think that's a concern to me. I think the secondary, they are going to have to figure it out. And it's not even that they're bad. It's they've just dealt with a lot of injuries and a lot of guys just haven't been healthy. Like injuries, simple as that. Um, Cardinals shocked me. Final point. Cardinals shocked me. I, I did, I did not see that happening. I was completely shocked by the result of the Cardinals versus Rams. I, not that I didn't think the Cardinals were capable of winning. It was more the fact that the Cardinals from the start dominated the game just completely dominated the game. And it, and it shocked me more because of what the Rams had done the previous week. I mean, the, the, the Rams at home manhandled. Manhandled the Buccaneers. And then we have today, and the, the, the Cardinals do the same exact thing to the Rams. <laughs> so, look, I'm not... In no way am I saying the Rams are out of any playoff or Super Bowl contention because this team is still a hell of a team. But, man, those Cardinals, they're they're special. That is a special group right there. And they're going to be fighting for, you know, an NFC championship spot without a doubt in the month of January. Without a doubt. They, they will definitely be doing that. But anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. And... You know, we're we're gonna we're gonna get some more podcasts out, more frequent podcasts. But obviously, I've I've been I think I've been pretty good with these aftermath and 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 in the box with my pregame show. So we're gonna keep it rolling. And you know, the NFL has been fantastic as always. I'm your host Jude. As always, peace.